Hey, it's me, Lola. I'm Dante, and you're tuned into the, the Smoking Profit Podcast. Podcast. Today's episode is for anyone that needs help making the best decision fast, and anyone that doesn't want to make the wrong choice because they can't afford losing time. I really connected with that. Do you? Yes. The more I grow, the more I realize how valuable my time is, and I refuse to waste it. Not a second. So if you're like me and you don't want to waste any more time, if you're struggling over a choice you have to make, or if you don't know what direction to go in, listen up. Dante and I are going to give you a bit of guidance to help you make the best decision for you. Now, at the end of this episode, you'll have some fresh ideas to help you get past self-defeating thoughts, doubt, and fear so that you can make the best choice fast. You are listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast with your hosts, Dante and Lola, who are here and ready to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially so that you can live life and live life better so that you can do life and do life better with inspiration that is actionable kickback and listen because your life is about to be transformed choices influence the timeline of our destiny We're aware of that. I think that sometimes we need to be reminded, especially when we're reaching these points where there are big, pivotal choices that we're making in life. Yeah, I like that. Let's talk about ancient Israel's journey into their destiny or the promises that God had for them. A part of their destiny was taking possession of Canaan. Canaan was the land that God first promised to Abraham and his descendants way back in Genesis chapter 12, verses six through seven. Okay. I'm talking about this was like centuries before ancient Israel even got to the point of we're close to the promise. This was back when Abraham's name was Abram. Abram? Yes. So after Israel got to the point of where they could finally access this promise, it took them 40 years to get to it. And it really, really shouldn't have. It shouldn't have been that way at all. It should have taken way less time than that. I'm talking about it should have been more like days versus years. Mm. Well, let me explain what Lola is saying just a little deeper. Moses had just helped Israel escape their lives as slaves in Egypt, which was incredible. But then God did something else super incredible. God led the children of Israel to the Red Sea. There they stood between the sea and Pharaoh's army between freedom and bondage. If they could have made their own choice, they would have gone back to Egypt to be slaves. But they couldn't because God hit the override button on their decision. Let's just take a moment of silence to thank God for all the times he hit the override button in our lives. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I am so happy that God has hit the override button in my life, namely because I got to marry you. Ooh. Thank you, God, for that override button. Now let's get back to this story. So God parted the waters of the Red Sea and made a walkway right through it. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. Sorry. No, that's right. I thought about the song. They make songs for it. (laughs) That's just how impactful that moment is. And God did this to show them his love, power, 
and how committed he was to them. Stop. I just really connected with that last part. How committed he was to them. I know, right? How committed he was to them. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. But you can find this part of the story in Exodus chapter 14, by the way. Now, after passing through the Red Sea, Israel came to the desert of Sin. By the way, Sin is related to Sinai and not the English word Sin. The desert of Sinai is also known as the wilderness. Or the wilderness of sin. The desert of sin was near Mount Sinai. The trip from Mount Sinai, also Mount Horeb, to Kadesh Barnea should have taken 11 days. And that's in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 2 through 3. If you were wondering why this matters, don't worry. I'm about to tell you. Kadesh Barnea was the place Moses sent spies to scout the land of Canaan. And it was here that the Israelites sat at the edge of their promise and refused to accept it. Right. That's pretty heavy and deep. After they came out of the Red Sea, they were at this place that was not far from their promise. Exactly. was the whole point that Dante was making there. It was not far from their promise at all. We have a question for you. Are you settling for less than what God wants for you? Mm. Now, if you remember this story, you'll also remember that Moses initially sent spies to check out the land of Canaan. And all but two of these spies came back with an unfavorable report. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that had good things to say about Canaan. They believed God would let them beat whoever they needed to so that they could take possession of the land. It's crazy to think how powerful beliefs and words are. Mm. When our beliefs and words are working in our favor, we go on about our business and we don't necessarily say, man, I believe that. And this is what I thought could happen. I prayed about that and it happened. You know, we don't really do that. But then think about how many times we give ourselves over to self-defeating thoughts where we give our destiny over to self-defeating thoughts and Mm -hmm. self-defeating talk where we give our future and the promises that God has for us over to something that's self-defeating, a thought or something that's coming out of our mouths or Mm -hmm. something that someone has said around us and where we settle for less than what God wants for us because we believe those negative reports versus what God has already promised us. Wow. Did you catch that? I did. Yes, that's crazy to me. Okay, so let's get back to the story. The spies with the negative report believed they were inferior to the people of Canaan. Their words made them forget about what God had already done for them. You Mm -hmm. have to remember, just a few days earlier, just a few days earlier, they saw a sea part. (laughs) The water went from one side to the next, one side to the next, and they walked through it. Exactly. So they had just seen this, but their words, their thoughts made them forget about that. It made them forget that God had promised to rescue them. It made them forget that God had delivered them from years of slavery in Egypt exactly, and gave them gifts as they were exiting. I know, right? You know, they had exit gifts. Mm -hmm. Isn't that nice? Cartloads. Right. (laughs) Cartloads. Say that, Dante. Like they forgot all of that. Their very irrational fears made them choose doubt Mm. and comfort over faith. Wow. Their words poisoned the entire community. When those spies came back and brought back that negative report, it poisoned the entire community. Now, This was like almost 2 million people. Wow. So it didn't matter that Joshua and Caleb were like, no, the land is good. Exactly. It didn't matter that Moses 
was like, no, God said we got it because you got almost 2 million people over here saying no. And yeah. they're just scared. Propaganda. <laughs> Their self-defeating talk put the majority in a state of worry, unbelief, and ultimately disobedience because they refused to accept what God said. Mm, that disobedience is what got me. Now, because we like to make your experience with us interactive, and something you can participate in, take a moment to answer this reflection question. What self-defeating talk do you need to face and master? Can I get a moment of silence on that? Because I want to think about that for just a sec. Go for it. That's real. Did you just sigh? I did. I thought about it. <laughs> you got to put that in your handy dandy notebook. What, a sigh? <laughs> no, whatever you thought about. Oh, okay. I can definitely do that. <laughs> All right, to get back to this story, though. Now, as a result of this decision, people died unnecessarily, and God banned the first generation of Israelites from the promise, all except for Joshua and Caleb, the two spies who had favorable reports. It would be 40 years before the opportunity to take Canaan came back around, and see Numbers chapter 14, verses 20 through 45 for that. Now, stories like these and others from the scripture do more than help us understand our faith, and curate history. These stories give caution and the life advice that we need to live our best life. Stories like these also help us avoid making superficial decisions because we crave comfort and are afraid. Yeah, that hit with me. Yeah. Because I've made decisions before too, just because it was easier to go with the choice I was making versus taking the risk on something else. Exactly. You know? Israel's choice hurt them, but don't let their story be in vain. Let their story inspire you to have courage to go after what God wants for you. Let their story encourage you to make the best decision. Comfort is really overrated and fear makes terrible decisions. Terrible. Terrible. You all have heard me say that before. Now, to make the best decision, you need to go with whatever God is saying. Mm -hmm. I am learning that obedience is both a defensive and offensive weapon. I'm sorry. Lola just dropped a bomb on me. That was nice. I, ooh, that was really good, babe. I like that. <laughs> Let me keep going, silly. Now, we're not going to get all the way into this, but after the first generation of Israelites died and Moses died and Joshua became leader, Joshua ended up leading Israel into the promised land. He mm -hmm. brought them into their destiny. Now, one of the places that they had to go in and defeat was Jericho. Jericho. And we know this story about Jericho. Mm -hmm. We know about the marching around the walls of the city and we know about the walls falling down. Now, what I want you all to catch about that story is God gave specific directions mm -hmm. to Joshua and Joshua told the people to do these things. Mm -hmm. And as a result of them doing those things, God said that the walls would fall. Yes. They did that. And the walls fell and they were able to go into the city without an issue and defeat the people of Jericho. I want you all to understand that obedience helped them achieve their success. That's why we're saying that obedience is both a defensive and offensive weapon. When we listen to what God is saying, mm -hmm. we're under the protection of the Almighty. We're under the shadow of his wings. We're under this beautiful, beautiful banner of God. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. where he's covering us, where he's protecting us, 
because he's like, I told you to do this and you did it. And I told you for a reason, because if you'd gone the other way, there would be more trouble. But now that you've listened to me, I'm definitely making sure I got you, you know? Yeah. So we have that that defensive edge, but then it's also offensive so that when we have to go into territories that God has told us to go into, Mm -hmm. when we have to begin to access these new places, these new chapters of our lives, these new jobs, these new business ventures, these new things, then when we listen to God's voice... God is offensively going before us and preparing the way. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Isn't that beautiful? It is. And also, you can find the details about the fall of Jericho in Joshua chapter 6, verses 11 through 16 and 20. Yes. So you see, while everyone may be telling you to go your own way and to do your own thing, if it's not a God thing that you're doing, it's going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And mass prophetic messages are dope. Even the one that we're giving you. Because this is really a prophetic message that we felt God pushed on us and which is why we're kind of going out of order and because we hadn't planned on releasing a prophetic message this week, to be honest. We planned on releasing some other content. But the reason we're giving this to you is just because we feel like God is telling us to give it to you. Mm -hmm. But these mass prophetic messages can never substitute or measure up to what God is telling you personally. Yeah. It can't. And remember that God wants to be involved with your life, not so that he can control you or to keep you from having fun. God wants to be in your life because he loves you and he wants you to have nothing but the best. The best. Ooh, and I just had a thought. So the go your own way mentality is big, is super big. And there is some freedom in that. But there is also freedom in submitting to others. In my marriage, I submit to my wife's strengths, and she has a lot of them, and she submits to mine. I hate you. (laughs) There are areas that my wife is stronger than me, and I don't try to challenge that. It's actually a relief to know that I can trust her to do what I may not be able to do. The same applies to God, though. There is freedom when I submit to his plans, because I know that everything that's happening is not all on me. It's on him, and I believe that he will make it happen. Submitting to others can be hard, you know? We can submit to each other in our relationship because we trust each other. And it's nice to have that, because I've been in situations where I could not trust the person, and I didn't let them handle anything. Mm. But back to the point, When you trust God, you can submit to him. And if you're having a problem submitting to God, then it's really a trust issue that's going on. You really don't believe something Mm -hmm. or there's a belief there that's messed up. And it could be that you don't believe that God wants to give you good things. It could be that you have the mentality that God um, does for you based on what you do for him. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's not true. It's not. God is faithful to us even when we are unfaithful. I find that sometimes people, too, can just be scared to go after what God is saying. Mm. You know, and for us, we are having some moments where we're taking some really big jumps. Yeah. We're like Abraham, where God was like, Abraham, leave your family and go off into this place that I'm saying I'm giving you. But that was really unknown to Abraham. Yeah. 
And that's where we are. And sometimes when God is challenging us to do that, we're afraid, we're really, really fearful and that stops us. And then sometimes we don't want to do what God is saying to us because we feel like we're going to miss out. Mm. But with God, we're not missing out because the scripture teaches us in Psalm 84 and 11 that God withholds no good thing from those that walk uprightly or from the righteous. And we know that when we come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, when we submit to him as our Lord and Savior, then we have the righteousness of Christ through faith in him. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And this makes me think about a story that we shared with our son, the wide gate and the narrow gate. If you're unfamiliar with the story, you can find it in Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 through 14. But the story proposes that there are two main paths people can follow in life. One path is wide and many people are on it. This path has little to no boundaries and ultimately it leads to destruction. Then there's a narrow path that few people are on. This path is not as easy to find or follow because there are more boundaries. When we shared this parable with our son, he thought the narrow place was, in his own words, no fun. And we had to correct that. Yeah, we totally had to correct him really quickly. We're like, wait a minute, we have fun. Like, don't you see our life, son? We have fun. We have fun with you guys. We have fun with one another. We have fun on our own. And we have boundaries. We do. We have boundaries that help protect our relationship, Mm -hmm. boundaries that help protect our family, boundaries that help protect us because we don't want to violate ourselves, and boundaries that help protect our relationship with God. You know, And it's not stopping us from having fun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I completely agree. I was actually just thinking, I love the boundaries because it makes me really value everything that I have. There's things that I don't think I would be able to have if I was not on the narrow path. So I didn't think about it that way. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. This rain is is probably going to come through (laughs) in the podcast, (laughs) but it's okay. It's raining today, you all. But yeah, I saw some other notes that you had written down. You said that when we follow God, we find ourselves living a life that he wants and being blessed in our obedience. Exactly. Unpack that a little bit. Well, the way I think about it is that narrow path, God is guiding you the same way that he guided the Israelites when it came to Jericho. They were blessed with that city just because of their obedience. They followed what he told them to do and they were blessed. And that's what I think about. I want that blessing in our life. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, like there's freedom in that because I'm not accountable to making things happen in my life on my own. Yes. And if you guys that are listening on here, if you have big dreams, you have big goals, things that you want to do for yourself, things that you want to do for your family, I know that you all feel pressure. Of course. Because I have felt that pressure. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, when you realize that God wants to do something amazing for you, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I want you to have your dreams more than you want you to have them. (laughs) That is such a stress reliever. You know, it's funny. I just had the this image of being on a weight bench and like all the pressure, all the things that are stopping you and holding you back, just laying, weighing down on you. And God comes out of nowhere as your spider. He's like, I got this. Come on. Come on. It's easy. You got this. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about. And that's beautiful. That's super beautiful. And that's what it's like when we submit to God. He mm-hmm. takes the weight off 
And it's not like, again, he's taking anything from us or he's trying to withhold things from us. It's not like he wants us to miss out on having a fun life. He wants us to have an amazing life. It's just that he's like, I know how you should do it. And just listen to me. And I'm going to come along and take this weight off of you. And it's going to be amazing. Exactly. So yeah, that was dope. So now that we've talked to you all about why it's important for you to make the best decision and why God's way may not always seem like the best way to go is the best way to go. And as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about even ancient Israel when they first left Egypt Mm -hmm. and Moses brought them out the path that he brought them out. He brought them to the Red Sea. Yeah. And the the path that they took going to the Red Sea was actually the longer route. Oh. There was a shorter way out of Egypt, but God took them that way because he knew that they would get scared and that they would want to turn back and go back to their bondage. You remember when we talked about earlier, God has to hit the override button? Yes, he does. So I... When I thought about that statement, I'm like, okay, God's way doesn't always seem like the best way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always seem like the easy way, but it is. So we've explained that to you all. We've given you some stories from biblical history to help just solidify that some more. Now we want to tell you how you can actually make the best decision. We want to give you four things, four little ideas that you can use to help you with that. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. Number one. Pray Romans chapter 12, verse 2 for yourself. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 reads, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And that's the Passion Translation. So we'll just go ahead and show you how we pray this. Lord, help my mind to be transformed and to be renewed inwardly through the Holy Spirit so that you can totally reform how I think from the inside out. God, when you do this, you will empower me to make decisions as you make decisions and to see things in the way that you want it to be seen in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. All right? Wow. Number two, pray this prayer to refocus you. Father, First, I thank you for your willingness to be so involved in my daily life. Thank you for taking an interest in me. Your greatness exceeds that of anything I can imagine, but it doesn't stop you from humbly wanting to come close to me. Father, you take pride in seeing me become what you created me to be. Help me to realize how committed you are to my success, how much you care about my daily affairs, and how deeply you desire always to be involved in them. Always. Father, I recommit all of my desires to you. Refocus my heart my mind, and my strength to align with your heart, your mind, and your intent. Realign my vision and values. Do not allow anything to shift my focus. Allow me to remain faithful to my decision. Thank you in Jesus' name. And number three, it's important to ask God what's holding you back. What self-defeating thoughts do you have that you need to address? Are others telling you things that are working for you or against what's best for you? And then number four, still yourself and do what God says. It's hard to think when you're anxious. How do you think you can make a good decision while you you're can't. anxious? It's- very, very difficult. Okay. (laughs) It's hard to think when you're stressed out. So what you've got to do is still your soul. And when I say still your soul, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the emotional part of you. 
that part of you that's raging it's like oh i gotta make a decision i don't know what to do and that part of you that wants to make a decision out of comfort that part of you that wants to make a decision out of fear or based on what you see other people doing it's like no 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 still yourself Mm. quiet your little soul down and you can use our 25 scriptures to help you calm down when you're freaking out yes we're gonna add those scriptures the link to them in today's episode description so you can get that all right family that's it for the episode we hope our little talk helps you make better decisions yes and be sure to visit today's episode description yep There will be a link in the description with some resources that we hope can help you. Also, subscribe, rate, and comment on the Smoking Profit Podcast. Until next time, we hope you have an amazing life. Yep. We love you guys.